Hello and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center's Victoria's Living Podcast. Victoria's Living Christian Center is a church that strives to stand for goodness and is committed to encourage and show a better way. A church whose vision is to see God's people living a victorious life. This is accomplished through community outreach, education, healthy living, and support groups while still providing spiritual growth. Our goal is to meet the needs of man, spiritually as well as naturally. So welcome and enjoy. Amen and welcome to Victoria's Living Christian Center Gospel Bible Chat Room. This is Pastor Ruth Gardner. We are starting off our Bible study on tonight on letter number 28, which is titled Perseverance. We're going to open up in prayer first. So let us bow our heads. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for watching over us, keeping us and covering us. Father, we thank you for protecting us and allowing us to make it home safely. Father, we found everything in order, all things well. Father, you kept us and protected us. We No hurt, harm, or danger came upon any of us. And God, we are truly grateful. Father, as we take this time to go into your to lesson, Father, we pray that you open our eyes and our ears to hear and to see you even in the midst of this, the things that we are going to learn, the things that we're going to discuss. Father, teach us and show us how to apply it to our everyday lives, Father, that we may become good stewards over this life that you've given us, that we may be good stewards over our time and that we may continue and fulfill every assignment, every task, every and fulfill our destiny here on this earth. God, we thank you, we love you, we praise you, we give you all glory in Jesus' name, amen. 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 So like I said, we are on letter number 28, which is on perseverance. Amen. And so I'm going to read here. Who has their study books? Anybody got their study books out? Yes. Okay, I'm just checking to see who's, who's following me. I will follow you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Wormwood's, Wormwood's failures keep mounting. The demon was unable to entangle the patient with worldly friends. The patient has fallen in love with a dedicated Christian woman, and none of the attacks on his spiritual life are working at the present. To top it off, Wormwood is showing too much enthusiasm over the potential for human fatalities due to war. Since the patient is a Christian, his death is the last thing that Screwtape wants. In fact, Screwtape says that they must guard the patient's life in order to let real worldliness take root and grow into his middle age years. And the quote is, they of course do tend to regard death as the prime evil and survival as the greatest good, but that is because we have taught them to do so. And that is the signature of screw tape. So, so it seems like he wants, he wants to keep the, the, the patient alive. Wormwood wants, wants to see his demise because of the war. And at the time in the letter, it talks of, Wormwood talks of how 
there's airstrikes in the area where the, where the um, patient resides. And they're kind of, he's kind of excited because he's seeing death and human fatalities all around him. And he's all excited. He's reporting about all these souls and all these people dying, but he's not really focusing on the patient. And what Screwtape um, says that he doesn't want him to die. And why does Screwtape want to avoid the patient's death at this point of his life? Because if he dies right now, he will be saved. Amen. Very good. If he dies right now, his chances are that they have lost him and he will go on to heaven with the Lord. Now, he, another thing too, that is that Wormwood, he assumed that the war would have a negative effect on a patient's spiritual life, but it has actually proven to be the opposite. Why do you think that uh, it, it, it is not working? Why do you think it does not have a negative effect on his prayer life, his spiritual life, I'm sorry? Like, okay, Ron would assume that, that the war would have a negative effect. He thought that it would stop the patient, the patient from, from seeking God. It would stop the patient from really, um, you know, prioritizing his life. Why do you think it, 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 it had the opposite effect? I would say because of the imminent danger of death. Because of the fact that every day he faces the possibility of dying, that he prays more and actually seeks salvation. Okay. That would be my guess. All right. Anyone else? I, I would say the same. I would say the same. He would pray more, especially now that he's... Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Especially now that he's in a, um, a good position or a good space um with with the lord i think that it'll push him closer to god his prayer life will stop he'll increase his prayer time because of the war okay what else um outside of prayer life what else um would if if you're if you are living in a time where you see death and war all around you and not just spending more time in prayer. What other things would you be doing? Would you reading be, your word? Reading your word. What else? What else would you be doing? Um, ministering. Trying to help. There you go. Thank you, prophetess. Ministering. You'll be out reaching yeah. with those who are less, those who lack the faith those who are afraid, those are, those who are fearful, you will be out encouraging. And that's what he was doing. Not only was he increasing in his prayer and Bible study time, but he was out being, he prioritized his time. He was interacting with others, encouraging others, you know, um, so, and he was really turning to God and really interceding and petitioning. And he was sending up petition prayers more so than what they wanted him to. Remember we talked about petition prayers? 
last time we talked about petition prayers, he was setting up more sincere petitionary prayers unto the Lord. He was praying on behalf of people, you know, those who were fearful, those who may have lost someone. He was like really tuning in to, you know, communicating and staying before the Lord, even on behalf of others. others. What were you going to say, Pastor John? I was just going to say, you know, you'd be trying to help others, but administering wise, you're helping as well. So, because when you're in war, you're not only watching out for yourself, you're watching out for other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Because you're looking out, you know, you're not, you know, like I think about what I, when I think about this, I think about, um, uh the scripture that says to die is gain um what is that scripture you know what i'm talking about to live for, for christ to die is the gain that's the scripture that comes to my mind um is that philippians i see philippians 121 coming up let's get somebody get philippians 121 that's for the next question Philippians 121, um, screw tape said, do not let us be infected by our own propaganda. When he was talking about the propaganda, what was he uh, referring to with the propaganda? What was the, the thing that he was, um, that they were kind of their rule, the propaganda? Yeah, Philippians 121 is, is what I'm saying. For, to, for, me, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Um, so what was the propaganda? It was one of the quotes that he said. He said about, um, let me see, hold on one second. Let's see what propaganda says. Propaganda is defined as information, especially of a biased or misleading nature used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. So their propaganda was something that they were trying to push onto people to, to, to influence them to think it was misleading, of course, but it was something that they were using to push onto the people to believe as true. So the propaganda was a, it was, um, biased information that was misleading what was the propaganda because i quoted it in the quote do you remember what, what i said in the quote okay the propaganda refers to is the fact that people regard um death as a prime evil and survival as the greatest good because that's what the demons have taught them to think that death is the prime evil and survival as the greatest good. That's the propaganda. So they want us, because that's what they believe. Um, they want us to think that, you know, you don't want to die. To survive is, is the best thing to do. You don't want to die. And so, but Philippians 1 and 21 counters the argument because to, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. So, you know, we live here, we stay here, we live, we stay on this earth and strive and live 
we're living for Christ. So either way, whether I stay here and, and live for Christ or if I die, whether I live or die, it's still a win-win for me. And that's the attitude that Philippians 1 and 21 has in regards to what the enemy wants us to think. He wants us to think that we don't want to die. We want to live. Live is good. Survival is good. Death is bad. Life is good. But really, it's, it's a win-win either way. And that's the attitude that the patient has. That's the attitude that we need to have. You know, okay, I, I mean, a lot of people are afraid of dying. A lot of people don't want to die. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's fear of the unknown. But we as Christians have to understand and realize that death is just a transition. It's not permanent. Because we close our eyes, we stop breathing here on this earth. We, our spirits go on to be with the Lord. Our souls go on to be with the Lord. Our spirit will return back to heaven, but our souls will live on with the Lord. But that, but those who die in Christ, because right now we're trying to live this life so that if peradventure we take our last breath here on this earth, our souls will be resting with the Lord and not going down to the pit of hell with, with, with Satan and, and his demons and all of that. We don't want that. So we're, while we're here on this earth, we, we live a life that's pleasing to God. We, can, we stay connected to God. We, we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us and to live in us and dwell us and teach us and lead us and guide us. We obey the word. We stay constant communication with God. That is to live, to live is Christ. So if I'm if I'm living and God don't call me home, my life eat, sleep, drink Jesus. That's it. Eat, sleep, drink Jesus. That's what our lives should be. I mean, of course, there is some type of balance because we are human, but that should be our main focus to make sure that we are connected to God. We are connected to the Lord and that we are not living on the devil's territory that we're not doing things that is contrary to the word we're not doing things that will cause us to become disconnected from god that's the life that we should live because with that guarantee comes eternal life with the father so if this this old house or this old uh temple tabernacle parishes i know that there's a tabernacle not made by hands that the Lord has for me in heaven. And that is what um, Philippians 121 is the argument, the counterattacks, the propaganda of the enemy. You know, he don't want us to think about death. He don't want us to focus on death. He don't want us to even talk about it. He just want us to live, live. Don't talk about death. Death is not a good thing. That's not good. You know, it can be painful to lose a loved one. Yes, it's definitely painful to lose a loved one. But at the same time, you know, those who sleep in Christ, those who live in, what does it say? Oh, that's who live in Christ at the time of persecution. No, I can't remember the scripture off my head. But anyway, according to Philippians 121, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Anyone else have anything to add or want to say or have any questions about that? I was listening to you and thinking about um, the actual letter. And it's interesting because um, you were saying that how the enemy our enemy wants us to live and he wants us to live because the longer we live he can kill us slowly right 
and you kill him and slowly he can he can do things to pull us away from god and right. that's and that's his goal because he wants us to die disconnected yeah because then he has our soul but if we are not afraid to die and even like you said and even you know you know we talk about this uh, particular letter in reference to the war and then we can reference it to today that how that even though we can we see wars, rumors of wars, we see mass killings, mass shootings, all that we see that's going mm-hmm. on, that we're staying connected, praying, interceding on behalf of regions and people and cities and all of that. But if we get disconnected and get discouraged, and then we we get disconnected from God, then the enemy has you know he he can you know move in you know on the territory that he's trying to accomplish. So right. of course he wants us to live because he wants us to die a slow death. He wants to have a hard life. Right. He doesn't want us to be free and, and all that. So he, they don't want us to do, you know, he's like, why he praying this war? Well, if he dies now, then he's gone. We don't, we lost him because he's going to heaven. Right. right. You know? Right. So, that, so, that was interesting. so the point that screw tape is making is that if we live longer, that there's perhaps the, the possibility that, our flame will flicker and that will grow cold spiritually. That, you know, all, because we live longer, of course, we'll have more tests, we'll have more trials. You know, the more, the longer we're here on earth, you know, the enemy will still come after us. They'll never, they'll forever continue to, to try to beat us down. So what his hopes are is that, you know, we'll get tired, we'll get, cold grow cold spiritually we'll get disappointed and just get tired of fighting unicorn entered the waiting room who is unicorn (laughs) hold on y'all i don't know who unicorn is i hate to get somebody on here well you know what i can remove them if it's not i'm thinking it's royale because i know maya likes unicorns so I'm hoping it's right. Let me text her because I don't want to add this person and it's not her. Give me one second, guys, because I don't have time for people playing on my stuff. So anyway, that's what um, that's what Screw Tape wants. So that's why he wants to keep him alive. Because the longer we're on earth, the more tests and trials we'll have and the more, um, uh, you know, the possibility of us growing weary. But the Bible tells us, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season, you shall what? Reap if you faint not. Reap if you faint not. Screw tips is just attacking the man through, oh, yes, I'm on Maya's computer. Okay. <laughs> That is her. She's on Maya's computer. <laughs> okay. Hello, Miss Maya. You got your, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, we do. I can. Okay. Hi. I didn't know Unicorn was waiting to come in. We weren't going to let you in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know who this is, but they ain't coming in. Actually, <laughs> we we down to the Georgia uh, Elementary School laptop right about now. 
Oh my goodness. All right. All right. So, all right. Then. I have my name unicorn. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. Chime out. Hmm? Mute. Yeah. Mute back out. Okay. Very good. All right. So, um, so, um, screw tape suggests attacking the man, the man through either adversity or prosperity in his middle age years. How are each different? Which is which of these sentences? Blah blah blah. Let me start all over again. Yo, I'm sorry. Screw tape suggests attacking the man through either adversity or prosperity in his middle age years. How are each different? And which of these temptations would be fertile ground for you? Ooh. So either through adversity or prosperity, how are they different? If let's say adversity, we know that. What is something that he can attack him through adversity? Family drama. Family drama, yes, yep, yep. Something else? His health. Now, now realize where he's at. He's in his middle age. He's in his middle age now. He's kind of up there, not, not old, old, but he's like about in his 40s and 50s. What normally happens with, with, with men with around 40s and 50s? I'm talking about midlife crisis. Middle, mid, yeah, midlife crisis. That's what they say, family drama. Yeah, family drama, midlife crisis. Um, <laughs> life is passing by and, and we feel the need to cling to our youthful dreams. Mm. <laughs> Buy a Corvette. <laughs> I was thinking the same car. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I was on the phone today. Royale, remember? Yeah, yeah. This man had a burgundy, it was sweet, Corvette, and his license plate said, why not? <laughs> That's funny. And when I drove by him, I said, well, this car is nice. When I drove by him, he was old. I mean, he had to be about 60, maybe 70, all gray, wrinkled, old dude driving. I said, now he's having a serious middle life crisis. <laughs> and why not? I said, I guess he's like, I'm taking it. I'm going to spend it all while I can, and I can't take it with me, and I ain't leaving nothing for none of y'all. <laughs> but he did. He had a nice Corvette. I said, so yes, midlife crisis. You're trying to feel the need to fulfill your youthful dreams. Um, and so during these adversities and during these, these times where he comes at us in our minds and, and tried to attack us this way, we become worn out by the daily struggle to overcome. We just get tired of it. You know, we just fighting, 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 you know, waking up in the middle of the night, fighting the crazy dreams, fighting, you know, spirits coming in the room, trying to mess with your sleep, fighting, fighting, fighting. You got, you got, you know, family drama coming at you and you just fighting, fighting, fighting. You're just like, no, I'm tired. I'm tired. You know, and that's what the enemy wants us to say. And he wants us to give up, say that we're tired and that we give in and we just, you know what? I'm done. I'm just not doing anymore. I'm done. Uh, I can't, I'm tired of fighting the devil. I'm tired of trying to live this life and everybody around me living like take me now, Lord, just take me now. <laughs> Hey, you know, you trying to do all that you can to stand, you know, having done all to stand there for, you know, you're doing everything that you can to just 
hold on to Jesus' unfailing hand, but yet you got Susie Sue and Billy Bob acting like complete fools going off and, and just pushing the buttons and getting on your last nerve. But that's what he does. That's what he does. He finds that niche. He finds what makes you tick and then he hones in on it. He hones in on it. I will never forget the dream I had. Um, I, I had a dream that I was floating down a raft and the enemy was on the, we was going down the river and it was me and a couple other people on the, on the raft. And what happened was the enemy kept shooting at us. He kept shooting at us. And um, every time he would take us out and if, if, if nobody survived, he would, um, it was like a game. It would, it would start all over again. Like I'll be back on the raft, we'll all be alive. And then we're floating down the river and now he's coming somewhere else. And we were trying to find where he's at. We're trying to find where he's at. Still can't find him. So we all get killed again. So we get back on the boat again and, we, and it happened about three times. And then after the third time, what happened was when he shot somebody who was standing next to me, I dropped down as well, like I was dead. And I played dead. And then what happens was after, after that time, the enemy came onto the raft and he was looking at us and he was like, I thought there was one more that was alive. And they were talking, you know, talking amongst themselves. And they was like, no, I think we got them all. And he said, I think there was one more that was alive. And I woke up and the Lord said 911. And he said, he that dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide on the shadow of the almighty. He was telling me that once I die, if I die, if I render myself death, dead unto these things, the enemy can't find me. And this is what, you know, that we have to do. We have to die to these things that are, that's pushing our button because if he knows that he can still get a grunt or an ouch or a ruffle, if he pokes that that area, if he comes back and pokes it again and you still, uh, you know, he, you hear, he hears that grunt or he sees you, you know, still alive, he's gonna keep poking at it and poking at it until it, it, it causes you to give up. But if you render yourself dead unto those things, you have to put it in your mind that, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm today, I am not going to allow this thing to cause, to take me out. I'm not going to allow this thing to cause me to get upset. I'm not going to allow this thing to cause me to miss out on what God has for me. So I render myself dead to that thing. And when we suit, and that's and that's where we have to be. That's where we have to get to. I know there's certain things in our lives that happens. I know there's certain things that goes on with us, and we just struggle within ourselves. But we got to die to our internal emotions. My God, we got to die to these things. Our internal, we got to die to our internal enemies. Those things that are in us that 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 like like uh, Elder Joya preached on Sunday on Sabbath about how the enemy has. Cause it's, cause it's in you still, because that thing is in you. He has access to you. 
But Jesus said that he has nothing. There's nothing in me of him. I have nothing of his in me. But see, if we have that thing in us, he can still come and poke and pride at us. That's why we have to die to that thing. We have to get that thing out. We got to repent and get delivered from that thing that we know that is of the enemy so that he can't find us. Because if he can't find us, if it's not, if, if, if there's something, if that, that darkness is not in us, he can't find the darkness because it's overcome, it's overcome and over powered by light that makes sense amen yep 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 so if we yep, yep, render yep, yep. ourselves dead to those things then he can't find that darkness in us because it's all light so that's one way of of the temptations through adversity the other way is through prosperity now how do you think how would prosperity cause us to miss out on God? What, how would prosperity uh, be an attack of us, for us? How would prosperity we, come against us? We become too attached. We'll get too attached to, our, to, to the material things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyone else? What's another way? complacency you stop praying you, oh you know. girl yes i'm sorry that just that just blessed my soul i'm sorry yes go ahead finish 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 prophetess woman of god finish did you just snorkel <laughs> 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 she just snorted okay well yes it was that's very good becoming complacent um elder joy said um uh being you know you, you fall in love with your worldly possessions you know you, you, you think you don't need god you have arrived oh yes exactly you don't, you don't have to pray no more because what you prayed for came true so all the right. stuff that was, was keeping me in prayer all the adversity that was coming against me. Now I, I made it. And the main thing that, that, that was in my heart came true. So now, now I'm prosperous. So I've made it. So I'm good. Right. I'm accomplished. Mm -hmm. I've done all. I'm, I'm well off. I'm wealthy. I've, I found my place in the world. So why do I need God? Mm, 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 mm. And it's sad because some people actually take on that attitude and they'll start off with God. They'll start off with God and then God begins to bless. God begins to open doors. God begins to, to excel them. He, gets, he begins to elevate them. They financially become, you know, they, they get money, you know, they get nice things and nice possessions and they just become they, they it becomes their idol and god is a jealous god and he says i will have no other gods before me so you now you become i you're an idolater because you're worshiping what you have instead of worshiping the one who's provided the one who made the way the one who blessed you anyone else have anything else to want to say Oh, so now the second question that the, how, which one, <laughs> which one do you think you struggle with that you is fertile ground for you? Adversity or 
prosperity? You're kind of scared to answer it because if you answer it, any might any might might come come at you. <laughs> come at you harder. Because... <laughs> right? Woo. I tell you. We're gonna, we're gonna, okay, don't answer it. Just think about it. And then what you go, what I want you to do is I want you to confess it to the Lord and ask him to strengthen you, give you the grace. Whichever one it is that you feel will be fertile ground for you. Don't even speak it out. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. And ask God to help you. All right, let's go to 2 Timothy 4 and 7. And someone get Philippians 3, 12. I have fought a good fight. Hallelujah. My course. Shana. I have kept the faith. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm all right now. <laughs> all right. I'm assuming that's first that's second Timothy four and seven. Correct. Okay. Uh <laughs> can someone get Philippians 3 12 through 16? <laughs> we thank uh Pastor John for that dramatic rendition. <laughs> Sound like Elder War. <laughs> Bless her heart. Come on, buddy. All right, I got it. I got it. All right, now I'm gonna top him. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. Brethren, I count myself, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect, but thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, Whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Yeah. You sound <laughs> like Pastor Vincent's reader. Joy, you get your people. <laughs> <laughs> what was her what? name? <laughs> oh, you talking about um, oh God, what was her name? I have nothing Adrian. to do with this. Sister Adrian. Yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> what does the Bible say about finishing well? Come on, somebody tell me. What, what, what are they saying? What Between those two scriptures. My mom wants to know the question. What? Oh, what's the other question? Yes. <laughs> okay, the question is, we read 2 Timothy 4 and 7, and we read Philippians 3, 12 through 16. What does the Bible say about finishing well? What does the Bible say about finishing well? Fight the good fight. Keep the faith. Keep and pressing press forward and for the press. mark of a high calling. That's it. In Christ Jesus. Fight the good fight. Keep the faith and keep pressing. That means we got to push pray until something happens we got to push we got to press our way we got to 
muzzle through it. We got to forge ahead. We got to fight. We have to contend for the faith. June talks about contending for the faith. That means we got to fight. We got to buckle down, put our armor on, dress up, and get ready to rumble with the enemy. And leave the past behind? There you go. Come on. That's the, that's the key ingredient right there. Leave the past behind. Very good, Sister Royale. That is awesome. Perfect. You Rocky, right? You got to, huh? You watched Rocky, right? I watched Rocky. What did, what did Rocky say about being a champion? It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and get back up. Mm, see, there you go. We got to, we got to finish well. We got to, we got to. That's, that's my favorite movie. Rocky. <laughs> I remember what he said that too. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had a moment. Okay, mute. <laughs> so many unmutes. <laughs> oh, Maya, so many unmutes. Shut up, Maya. <laughs> okay, letter number, uh, question number seven. Scroop Tate says that while we are young, it is hard to keep humans ignorant of religion because of the fascination with music, poetry, love, songbirds, or sunset. In contrast, as we grow older, what does Screw Tate say that we steadily apply ourselves toward? When we're young, we're kind of f fancy and free. You know, we just we're just fascinated. It's 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 hard to keep humans ignorant of religion because of the fascination with the music, poetry, love, sombers, and sunset. So it's kind of hard trying to get someone who is into religion to not be in, in influenced by it or not be fascinated or not be kind of in it into it because it's new the, the young it's it's beautiful you know it's it's just you know the love the music the poetry is just beautiful when you're young and you're you're experimenting you're learning you're growing you're maturing but once you get older we our focus changes from that to something else what is it that as as you get older, um, as a person who once they age, what is their main focus when they when they sit back and think about uh, their life? When they think about where they are. What is their main focus? What are they thinking about as we get older? Like someone who's like in their seventies or eighties, what do you think their thoughts are at that point? Are they thinking about love and music and poetry? What do you think they're thinking about? Doesn't it say something about like how people are faced with their mortality as they get older? That yes, that's that's yes, they are faced with their mortality. What else? Okay, because they are faced with their mortality, because they know that you know, at this age, you know, it's kind of like inevitable that death is knocking, it's coming around the corner. So, what in their lives are they reflecting on? What are they reflecting on as far as their lives are concerned?
could it be where they'll end up? Where they end up, yep, their mortality, where they end up. What else that as far as um, save the unsaved, you know, say it's somebody who's, who does not, you know, know the Lord, but at the, they're at that age and they know that eventually they're going to die. What, what are the things that they're thinking about? What are the things that they're focusing on or, or, or reflecting on in their lives? What did Paul say to Timothy before he, um, well, I have finished my race, finished my course. I fought a good fight. Mm -hmm. Um, what else do you think as far as someone who now is not saved, um, someone who's just trying to think about, you know. My guess would be is, did they, did they fulfill their purpose in life? Yes, exactly. Did they fulfill their purpose? What about their reputation? Um, mm -hmm. um, they're, they're thinking about widening their, their circle of influence. Is there anybody who I can pass on this stuff that I learned in life or is there anyone who I can mentor or is there I need to be careful making safer decisions because we know that you know soon and very soon I'm going to see the king so I need to make sure I make safe decisions you know I'm not gonna jump I'm not gonna go bungee jumping okay <laughs> at 75 years old I'm not going bungee jumping okay I'm not gonna be going on a roller coaster ride or on those slingshot ride, like we saw earlier, uh, Pastor John, we saw the slingshot ride where the man was going up on the thing, like he passed out. I'm not getting on that in no 70 something years old. I'm not getting on it now. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, so as you get older, you start to tend to pay close attention to what you do. Um, what, what is your reputation? Um, when you're young, you don't care what people think about you. Whatever. I mean, something i mean this even now some people like like pastor john he don't care what people think about him anyway but <laughs> but you know you 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 don't tend to think about those things when you're younger you're thinking about you know life the beauty of it you behold the beauty of things love you know marriage you know all those things but when you get older you you start to you, you know think about things that are important to you as a person. Whereas when you're younger, you think about things that are important, like the out external things. It's external things you're fascinated with, where when you get older, you start to focus on internal things. You start thinking about your health, you know, you know, taking care of yourself, making sure you you know, you eat right, making sure you exercise, you know, a body in motion stays in motion. You know, you, you, you start thinking about those things as you get older, but when you're younger, you don't think about those things. Anyone else got any comments or don't want to say anything, any thoughts on that? Do you agree, disagree? To my reference to getting older, you mean? Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to or say? God, we try and get these social security quarters in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I think about. I'm being honest. <laughs> retirement, right? You think about retirement, right? That girl. Right. Yes. That yeah, see, 
Now, when you're young and you like 20, 30, you ain't thinking about a retirement? Child, please. I ain't thinking about it. That was the last thing on my mind. Right. You think about going to the mall. I'm going, going shopping. Going to, going to the club, chair. There you go. <laughs> Turn up. Turn up. You know, you're not, you're not trying to think about retirement or anything like mm -mm. that. So, yeah, that's what that's what he's saying, you know. And that's where it is a is a foothold for the enemy to play on our minds because first of all, we're worried about a reputation. You know, people won't think this about you. People won't think that about you. You know, so now you all focusing on your reputation, and then you can think about your health. Child, you all know you had that backache for quite some time now. You sure you ain't no lump back there? You ain't got no tumor, nothing going on. What's your stomach hurt? Nothing. You know, your foot, you know, all this going on. You think you'll be able to, you know, do this after a while? Your leg gonna give out. You're gonna be able to stand and do all this stuff. You know, you better, you know, you start <laughs> thinking about these things. I can't and take it. And the enemy, yeah, and the enemy's like plaguing your mind, plaguing yes, your mind, plaguing yes, your mind. When you get older, you know, all those different things. And now, retirement girl you better put that money away you don't know what's gonna happen when you um retire you know you you might not need they talk about social security gonna be gone by the time we retire. <laughs> put that money in even mattress you know that's that's yeah yeah and that's where your mind goes and that's why because we're so because not that we're fixated but that you know death is is more like in our faces than it was when we were younger. Right. We think of those things. And so now the enemy goes, oh, they're thinking about death. So they come and they work you. They work your mind and make you think of all these crazy, cray-cray things are going to happen when well, ain't nothing but, you ain't got nothing but gas. Drink you some ginger ale, go sit down. You think you're having a heart attack. It ain't nothing but gas. Take some Rolaids and go to sleep. You know, and that's, that's all you do. Oh, Lord. That's what he does. He really works on us. You went old school with the Rolaids? You say oh, Tom. Tom. You said Rolaids. Okay. <laughs> but Tom's, whatever. Tom's, what's the other one? Gas X. Go take you some Gas <laughs> X and sit down somewhere. Because it's, you know, but, but the enemy will have you thinking you have a heart attack. Oh, God, I'm going to die. Because you know you're, you're older. And so, you know, you got to... You know, you got to listen to your body. You got to listen to your body. That's what they tell you. Listen to your body. Your body be talking to you, which is true, though. But I mean, you know, you like overly listening. <laughs> Coming up with self-diagnosis. I know John will laugh because I've been doing that all the time to myself. I think I got a hernia. <laughs> <Where been? laughs> That's what I said the other day. I think I got a hernia. But anyway. <laughs> But anyway, that's that's what happens. So the, now our last question is, why would Screwtape want us to believe that this world can be turned into heaven? Why would, I mean, is why would you think Screwtape want us to be comfortable and content here on earth? Oh, I just answered it. Why, why would Screwtape want us to believe that this could be turned into heaven? Because he wants us to be comfortable and content down here on earth. He wants us to think that this is our home, that this is it, that there is no heaven. And it's heaven here on earth. This is it. This right here is the bomb.com. Ain't nothing better than this right here. 
Ain't nothing better than this. What could be better than this? You got this, you got cable, <laughs> you got cell phone, you got car. I remember this part. I remember this part. <clears throat> he says something about having having us to believe that even with the laws and everything, that you know, uh, it'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing I could think about was everybody who followed Trump because you know he was a Republican and he was, you know, pushing a, a somewhat Christian agenda, and how there were so many you know quote unquote evangelicals and quote unquote Christians that were like fighting for him to stay in office because to them it was just like the laws are good so we're going to be good and it's just like y'all the bible tells us things are going to get worse so whether he's in office or not it's going to get worse but I'm, I'm remembering but yeah i remember that part he was saying how different having people believe that even with the laws and different things that humanity or society will get better and that we can be comfortable being here because look everything is better now i remember that part yeah 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 and then, and what happens is that he his goal is to achieve heaven without God. He wants to have us believe that we're good here. We don't need God. We don't need to go to heaven. We're good right here where we at. This is cool. This is fine. So he wants us to become happy, real happy, overly happy with being here and not get excited and wait with 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 with, um, with exceeding joy that you know God is waiting that we that we're going to go to heaven and we're going to live with the Lord eternal and that we're going to be you know every day will be Sunday Sabbath will have no end and and you know there will be no 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 pain no suffering no diseases none of that's going to happen in heaven you know we believe that we believe that it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful place, you know, that we're going to see Jesus, we're going to see God, we're going to be with the angels, we're going to be worshiping the Lord, and it's just going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing, but he wants us to think that what we have here now is better than what God has to offer us in heaven. So he tries to make things look really pretty. He tries to wrap it up in a bow and present it to us in such a way that we're like, oh, there it is. This, 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 this ain't that bad after all. And like you're saying, it's going to get better. We got somebody now who's going to make, you know, make things straight. You know, it's going to get better, but it ain't. It ain't, it ain't going to get no better. It ain't going to get no better. Oh, that was my cue. Anyone else has anything they wanted to add to or say about it? He wants us to think that if we, we won't be so willing to let it go, like willing to let these things go, you know? Um, you know how some people get buried with this stuff? Like the pharaohs in Egypt? Yeah or people today <laughs> bury me with my um <laughs> who, who think that Jew. they're pharaohs in egypt yeah yeah pretty much so you know they you know so they want to um can't take it with them they can't take it with them but for some reason they want to be buried with it because they feel that you know they, they still they even in death they want to remain connected to this 
<laughs> you ever hear that stupid story about uh, the man that, the rich man, when he died, he asked his wife to put all of his money in the casket with him. So she wrote him a check and said, if he wants it, he can cash it. I remember that joke. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's what they want. They 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 want, you know, they want to stay still connected even in death. But um, but that's that's and that's what screw tape honestly want us to believe. He wants us, he he wants to change our minds and our viewpoints and our opinion about life and the hereafter. That's why we have the titles called Persevere. That's why we have to push past all of this, all of these thoughts that he tries to put in our heads and all of these wrong um, ideologies that he tries to come up with and try to make it sound good. Try to present it in such a way like, hmm, you know what? You may have a point there, you know, that type of attitude, but really it's just false. It's a lie from the pit. It shall not and will not prosper. It is not of God. So go sit down somewhere. So that's it. That's our Bible lesson for tonight, guys. Um, anyone have any comments they want to say? Did they enjoy? Did they miss out? Um, how is this going to change your life? Let's do a life application. How is this going to change your life? What we talked about, perseverance, how the enemy is, you know, coming at you. What you gonna do? Who you gonna call? You better not say Ghostbusters, Maya. Mm. <laughs> uh, I got something to say. Yes, say it, dear. It just basically just confirmed like um, what I was talking about earlier, some of the things that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Pushing mm-hmm. it to keep going. Yep. In spite of everything that is happening that's going on around me to just keep pushing because the enemy always likes to kick up and buck up yes, the close I get, whether it's natural or spiritual. So, and he definitely kicking. So, <laughs> he's definitely kicking. He's definitely bucking. So, um, yeah, that that's, that's my takeaway for tonight. It just really, really just confirmed. Like, I just got to forget the past and keep pushing forward. Yeah. You're... Yeah. God knows it hurt, but yeah, that's it. I just thought of something that dropped in my spirit. The devil may kick up and buck up, but you just keep looking up. Ah! (laughs) Hit the music. Cue the music. Okay. All right, then we're done. All right. Anyone else have anything they want to say? Thank you for sharing, Sister Royal. We we uh, and we're you will be in our prayers. We will continue to pray for your strength and that God will continue to give you the grace. Amen. God will continue to give you the grace. Anyone have anything else they want to share or comment? If not, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna close this out in prayer. Um, Sister Royale, why don't you close us out tonight in prayer? Amen. Praise Jesus. Here you go, Mom. Me, me and the whole the whole crew. That's you know, right. We'll hear Shady Aiden and, and Nook Nook. They may chime in and start saying hallelujah. 
Go ahead. You may have start a tearing service. Go ahead and dismiss us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And don't nobody got nothing else to say? Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you on tonight. We thank you for this Bible class, this Bible study that we had on tonight. We thank you for um, the word. We thank you for the lesson. Lord God, let us not only be hearers, but also be doers of the word. Help us to take the knowledge in. Help us to know exactly what we're dealing with, what we're in, um, in warfare with, uh, what God is saying to us. What God is speaking to us, Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that you open our ears, open our eyes, help us to see, help us to hear. Lord God, I pray that while each and every one of us goes into our separate homes, Lord God, I pray that you saturate the atmosphere with your presence. Lord God, be with us, keep our minds, keep our hearts, Lord God, strengthen and encourage us in the midst of our tests, our trials, things that we're going through, things we're even being blessed with, Lord God. Um, help us to be good stewards of that. Um, Lord God, I pray on today, Lord God, and on tonight, Lord God, that you just see about us and keep us covered with your blood. We bind and rebuke all accidents. We bind and rebuke all things that are not of you, Lord God. Even things that's trying to attach itself, we bind and rebuke that as well. Lord God, I pray you keep us, and we just give you thanks and praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us on tonight. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired. If you desire to be a blessing to the ministry, you may do so by sending a love gift to www.paypal.me forward slash VLCC or through our cash app, which is the dollar sign VLCC Life. We also invite you to stop by our website by clicking on the link. May God bless you and may your day always be victorious.